Welcome to the Radio Bible Course and our study of Galatians chapter 3. An exciting passage is before us, beginning with verse 23, where Paul writes, Now before faith came, we were confined under the law, kept under restraint, until faith should be revealed, so that the law was our custodian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. What a wonderful passage. But so many people have read this and passed over it and do not apply it. Now I want to read this in the New International Version. Our first reading was from the Revised Standard Version. See if it makes an impression on you. Beginning with verse 23 again, Before this faith came... We were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. What does this passage say? It tells us that the Jew for 14 centuries was held in custody Paul uses the words kept under restraint until faith should be revealed. That word until is so important. It means up to a certain point, but not thereafter. Now, doesn't this verse give you a problem? Wasn't there any faith before Christ? Let me read it again. I want you to be aware of the possible problem here. Now, before faith came, we, we Jews, that is, were confined under the law, kept under restraint, until faith should be revealed. Well, any person who has read the Old Testament knows that there were people who had faith in the Old Testament, that is, in the Old Testament times. Abraham had faith. David had faith. The prophets preached faith. What does he mean, until faith came? Well, the problem is in the translation. In the Greek text of Galatians 3.23, we find the definite article before the word faith, meaning not faith in general, but instead a specific faith. It should read, but before the faith came. And that means before the revelation of how faith in Christ makes men acceptable to God or before the gospel made it clear that faith in Christ was God's plan. So Paul is saying, before that faith came, then what? Then the Jew was let out of prison, and he was set free just like a free man, so he could live by faith rather than under law. The law is a prison system. You do it or else. And the death penalty goes with breaking the law. Who wants to live under it? Well, God imposed it on his people because he knew those people. He wanted to control them, and he had purposes for those people on the earth. The only way to control them was by that law. That law didn't save them. He knew they couldn't keep it, but it did restrain them. It did hold them in check, and it eliminated some of the people who were rebels against God. But God never intended it as a way to save men. Salvation in the Old Testament as well as in the New is the same way, through faith. The message may have been different, but it was still faith in what God had said. Abraham believed God, and we believe God today. Abraham believed God, and God fulfilled the promise to him. 
an unconditional promise. And God has made promises in this age also, promises through Jesus Christ, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now returning to verse 23, Now before faith came, we were confined under the law. Paul here was not referring to Gentiles when he said we, because Gentiles were never confined by the law. I want to give you two powerful Old Testament passages, two of countless passages, which restricted the law to Israel. First, we have Deuteronomy 4.8, given to the people shortly before they went into the promised land. Moses wrote, And what great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? Well, the answer was, No other nation has anything like what we have. Oh, the Babylonians had the Code of Hammurabi. The Egyptians had laws, but they didn't have statutes and ordinances that were righteous, which came from the God who is the creator of the universe. And that's what Israel had, a divine and inspired law. It was good, it was righteous, and it was holy. But no other nation had it. That's Deuteronomy 4.8. The other passage, Psalm 147, beginning with verse 19. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. You see, this was a unique undertaking by God to give his revelation to his special people who would be custodians of that revelation. They took the words of the prophets and they guarded them. So that when Jesus came on the scene in the first century, the Jews had the word of God. Jesus referred to it as the word of God when he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yes, the Old Testament law and the prophets proceeded out of the mouth of God. It was his word to his people, and the word of the Lord endures forever. Pilate, that Gentile ruler, said to the Jews concerning Jesus there at the trial, he said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. You see, the Gentiles, the Romans, couldn't very well judge him by the Jewish law. That was something only the Jews could do. The Romans had another law, and they wouldn't have anything to do with the Jewish law. When the Jews captured Paul and brought him before Gallio, the proconsul of Achaia, urging his prosecution, Gallio said, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or a crime, I would listen. But since it involves words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. That's found in Acts chapter 18, verse 15. Keep this in mind, that no Gentile considered himself under the law of Moses. But the Galatians were deceived into thinking that they were under that law of Moses. They were deceived by Jewish teachers. Now we come to verse 24, where the word custodian is used. Paul writes, 
so that the law was our custodian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. If you have a King James Version, you're reading the word schoolmaster rather than custodian. The Greek word is pedagogos, and it refers to a guide, a guardian, or a trainer of boys, but not a school teacher. The pedagogos was a person who was often a slave, well-educated, and he was put in charge of the son or the boys in the family. He saw to it that they were trained well, that they were courteous, that they were clean, and he saw to it that they got to hear the teacher, that they went to school, but he himself was not their teacher. Now, the Greek writings inform us that this person was a strict disciplinarian. So this title of custodian had a stigma attached to it because this person was severe in supervising the boys. He could punish them. The father gave him that kind of authority. Now, let's not miss miss the picture here. In verse 24, Paul says, The law was our custodian until Christ came. So if you draw a line across a piece of paper, and in the center of that line you put a cross, then you put the figure of a person indicating Israel to the left of that cross with another figure over him guarding him or his custodian. That's the picture I see here. A custodian is keeping in check and disciplining Israel until Christ came. Then what? Well, then on the right side of the cross, you find Israel free of that custodian, no longer under that governing authority. This Greek word, pedagogos, gives us several English words. One of them is pedagogue, which is a teacher or a schoolmaster, and pedagogy, which is the art or science of teaching. Now, in verse 25, Paul writes, Now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. And I'm going to ask a question which I shouldn't have to ask. Does Paul teach that Christians should be under the child trainer and kept in custody? Has the faith come? Well, if so, we are in another age or administration. We are not under law, responsible to the child trainer or the custodian. We are sons, now responsible to the father. Listen again to verse 25. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. That is so conclusive, and yet there are so many people who say, Oh, yes, we are. We still need to live by the Old Testament. We need to keep the laws of Moses. Well, you may keep the laws of Moses without being under the law because the new commandment of Jesus Christ will teach you to live even better than the Old Testament law could teach you. It demanded obedience or the death penalty would hang over your head. Jesus Christ instead puts us under grace, not under laws. He gave us only the new commandment, the law of love. And if you live by that, you will be pleasing to God. But if you try to live by the new commandment and the old commandments, then you will be in a state of confusion. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. You'll either hate the one or the other. You can't follow both of them. 
Now, the Christian has to make up his mind. Is he going to follow Christ or is he going to follow Moses? The two have contradictory systems. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And we have to decide which way we're going to go. Well, if you're trying to be a Christian and living by the epistles given to the churches, you don't have much choice. You cannot live by the law and please God. Now, we need to point out that what Paul writes after verse 25 is very important because God has not simply taken those who believed in Jesus Christ from out from under a custodian and left them there to do whatever they please. For verse 26 says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. And if you are a son of God, then you have a father. And the father then holds you responsible. You are no longer responsible to the custodian who was a disciplinarian, but you are responsible now to the father. You may not have been able to listen to all of these broadcasts on Galatians, but I have good news for you. All of these teachings are on cassette tapes. One album holding 12 tapes covers this entire epistle, and they're available for your purchase, along with about 25 other short courses on cassette tape. A list of all those cassette courses is free for the asking. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you to rejoice in the good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.